our intelligence and law enforcement agencies undertook that assessment in the first several weeks of this administration. In March, they concluded that domestic violent extremists posed an elevated threat to the homeland in 2021. Our experience on the ground confirms this. Welcome to the Open Inquisition. Uh, this is a, where we dive into FOIA documents and uh, take a look at the secrets that are uh, being held in the permanent, I guess you could call it deep state, but the military-industrial complex. We're talking DARPA, the DNI, CIA, FBI, NSA, a million acronyms. And uh, it's the enemy of the people. It's the enemy of freedom. Uh, we, were, we have no reason to have this much of a military. We do not have borders with people like uh, Ukraine and Russia right now. Uh, we have no reason for this except to create an unmitigated war machine. And uh, we need to unplug that machine before it destroys the world. So, open inquisition, like and subscribe. Let's get into a set of documents. Before James Clapper signed on to become Barack Obama's Director of National Intelligence, he wrote the president a letter with these famous last words. So the first enclosure of these documents, you get a, uh, a pretty radical, um, I guess accusation would be the word, but uh, it's a, it seems like a tip of some sort, like intel, and if you have read enough of these FOIA documents or uh, you have anybody you know who's in policing who's open about their job uh, you know you can hear like scuttlebutt and it winds up in in documents you you know about uh, a number of different things whatever the hell the cops are looking into or in this case security officials uh, and this is James Clapper at this point was the head of the intelligence community that that is with the uh, director of national intelligence that's what that position is so he's over the CS or CIA NSA DIA these famous uh, last words the uh, all these different always to be below uh, the radar redundant I groups not like really publicity so here you are yeah here I am writing a memoir right what happened I needed to uh, defend the intelligence community and, and the great men and women in it, given some of the assaults that the community was getting from the president-elect and then the president. Because they all basically, you know, cross-contaminate uh, their tasks. It's not like, you know, the NSA is strictly just eavesdropping, you know, people. Uh, it's not like the CIA. The CIA used to just be like person-to-person -person intel. Um, and also handling the footwork for DARPA um, research, defend, or, uh, Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, which is a uh, military agency that does all of our really crazy technical um, research for our, uh, the United States military. Well, the CIA would do the legwork on such a thing, but uh, as time has gone on, it just slowly metastasizes, and now... Um, so this DNA, this guy has buttloads of intel, um, the DNI, the Director of National Intelligence, and he'd be a super user. He's one of the few people who can actually access all intelligence coming from all the, 
um, every point and actually review all the programs that are going on at any given time, which is a whole hell of a lot. So in his inbox, he gets this series of uh, letters that or emails that are implicating or or alleging that the government was performing some kind of MK Ultra brain transplant or brain implant pro program that um, basically in Eugene, Oregon, in Harvard, through either uh, kidnapping people. And implanting them with these uh, tracking devices that could also uh, listen and also send like, um, I guess, interference or impulses. Something like the Manchurian Candidate. This pretty technical implant is being put into people's heads. Okay, that's the allegation. Now, I looked into who this guy was and I don't want to like blow up his spot. His name is public record. It's there. It's uh, it's JD. I'm not going to say the last name. Um, you can look it up if you want. Uh, all the links are on the Substack version of it. Um, and here's the thing, though. Some of his stuff, and this is where, where all disinformation when it comes to intel, the basis of it is they give you a little bit of truth just enough to salivate your actual uh, you know thirst but they'll misdirect you with the truth so he was aware so the guy who's sending this letter that's saying it was it specifically says that he has found the frequency that um, these implants work on uh, and it's like a ham radio frequency now just recently um, a bunch of Russian uh, battlefield radio transmissions were uh, in, um, intercepted. So I just uh, went blank there. <gasps> and it was came out that they're using like unencrypted radio transmissions. Well, um, this is saying that, you know, there are uh, encryptions on this line, but that he's figured it out that uh, this is what, how the um, CIA, through James Clapper, and he's, he's actually making this allegation about James Clapper, that James Clapper was running this brain implant uh, program that was getting people from Obama to the Bilderbergers, like literally this, this whole, like all the elites that James Clapper, along with uh, a couple of like, I don't know, ancillary, um, obscure DC lawyers that James Clapper and these, this like, um, backroom cabal are, um, you know, listening into elites, uh, conversations. And that's actually what he alleges that he can, he can listen to on ham radio people's conversations that he shouldn't be listening into and he's the the crazy part that actually has some truth into it so this guy who wrote this email and he says that first of all that he was one of the people who had this implant done to him and i know this is really convoluted it really is um because it you know 
and I have my theories as to why, you, if it were true, why it's convoluted because the guy's being fucked with. As if if it was true, if this type of thing was happening to you, you would be having all kinds of false lines thrown into your uh, your fish tank, so to speak. Like, um, you know, people would be fucking with you. You'd have, um, you know, you know, random numbers calling your address and say, oh, meet me at this park. And then, you know, somebody would, you know, follow you around for a while, like, like to try to make you a paranoid, uh, you know, schizoid. Um, that's the easiest way of dealing with dissent at this type of level is just discrediting you. Because... I could tell you all day about this program, like, oh, there's an implant program, you know, you, you won't believe it, because it's so preposterous, and that is the part that really makes this dangerous, and, and um, really, the takeaway from all this, <clears throat> imagine the government did do something like this to you, you were um, implanted with some listening device, right, and uh, who would you go to? Who, uh, who, what would you do? What would your recourse be? Would you go to the police? Because you know that they would uh, put the contact on the NCIC, like the National Crime Information Center. Uh, everybody has an FBI tag number, so if your name comes up in, in uh, any investigation like you're constantly keeping this big log of data in the policing uh, world. And then, um, you know, if you went to a politician, who do you think that, you know, is watching them too? Like, uh, and I think honestly, the intelligence agencies, they, they do have some crazy capabilities just because they've had so much money fed into them. But even if they couldn't, they'd love to have that type of legend told about them. Like, oh, man, these guys are fucking everywhere, man. They're hiding in drywall. They're fucking, you know, uh, I, every time I go to the mailbox, there's eyes peeping back at me. I'm losing my fucking mind. Recon on the roof. I'm going uh, to find that goddamn white mouse. And um, all the while, uh, you know, they're just sitting there, you know, listening in from you know the nsa headquarters like dude this dude is on a good one fucking roast him up another one um because he's discrediting himself way worse than you could ever do it for him um and that's the biggest takeaway of this but let's just imagine that um well first of all let me just say I honestly like took it kind of at like a little bit face value because I wasn't sure who it was coming from. And then, and it's funny because they left the guy's name, the guy who was writing the emails in the, the disclosure. And that was unclassified or anything like that. And that generally lets you know that, um, you know, there, especially it was a, this was a disclosure that was done by Black Vault. So it's a uh, journalist, I forget the gentleman's name, but, um, you know, it was it was a disclosure that was done at the FOIA office. There wasn't any big <clears throat> connivance behind it. But what I will say, though, <clears throat> is there were several emails that went out or into James Clapper's box, and they're encrypted. 
So they have all this strange shit. Like if you emailed James Clapper, it would go through some security uh, box protocol and, you know, a bunch of shit would be recorded about it and it would be delivered to him in a encrypted version. Um, you know, basically like washing it. So, you know, to make sure there's no malware and also to uh, figure out who the IP was and all, do a bunch of shit before you hand up this intel to James Clapper. Well, that seems to be a lot of the technical data that's uh, redacted, but there's another email that actually forwards this along to a gigantic uh, list of people, um, like, as if they did forward it along, like, because the J.D. Caston guy, oh, fuck, I said his name, <laughs> it's in the fucking documents, I just don't want to blow him up because he seems like a private individual. Uh, that's funny. Um, I'm not. I'm not even gonna edit that out. It just because it's in the documents, and and that tells you that they weren't afraid of that coming to the public. That somebody could chase them down. And I actually reached out to him um, on Facebook because that was one of the contacts he gave to whoever the hell he sent this to. Now, um, but the, it was forwarded along to somebody this email so what i'm saying is a bunch of emails came to clapper and then he forwarded along to a whole list of people now the tantalizing read into that would be that um you know is he oh he sent it along to the Bilderbergers. fuck they're on to us well he's accusing james clapper of being the one who's like the mastermind so probably not and if you look into the guy who wrote these documents it definitely becomes unlikely that um that was a possibility but here's the thing about it he actually does and have some truth that he's aware of and i think he just kind of extrapolated because this guy the guy who wrote these documents he was a student at the university of oregon like eugene oregon the ducks pac-10 all that whatever um, and this is one of these schools that's been associated with MK Ultra, along with Berkeley, Harvard, and there's the, uh, position of a college professor is like choice, choice position if you are an intelligence operative, uh, because you're, it's like a no-show job, you're wide open for half the year, um, you can be doing research in the field, um, and also a lot of the DARPA research that CIA directly works with is done on university campuses, like, um, you know, computer, like I IT labs, MIT, uh, Harvard would be one of them, medical schools, uh, you know, there's this big thriving economy in research. Now, that also is a big national security no-no because the Chinese Communist Party is also in a lot of these places and a lot of the people who are uh, college professors at these places are radical leftists and the left is about as unloyal of an American movement as you could be just because like you know like even you see it in anecdotal situations where like the Cuba thing, I, I believe that was in 2021. It's been a crazy last couple of years, but Cuba had these protests and none of the Socialist Democrats, the DSA, 
the dead Mensheviks, as I like to call them, they never, they didn't want to criticize a communist country. Like, oh no, Cuba's done a lot to, this is like the Black Lives Matter contingent, all these people. So, why, if you're a national security individual, why you would share any information with those jerk-offs, um, I don't know. But that is basically the uh, majority of what's at these colleges, and that is where a lot of the CIA operatives are picked up. They usually, there's like a few different um, recruiting funnels into the CIA. One is like active duty military. One is actually the Peace Corps. One is um, literally schools like that. If you're like a uh, a standout who's like studying like Mandarin or something and international law, then, you know, or the, oh God, there's that Wharton School of Business where Donald Trump went to. And if you, you know, are proficient in languages <clears throat> or you're going to go off- offshore to a, a posting. <clears throat> and this is why journalists are great. It's a great cover to have because you're already a propaganda piece and you can move around in areas behind enemy lines where, you know, like being a war photojournalist, uh, basically you'd be posted where you would be anyway as a CIA operative with a um, plausible deniability excuse to be there, right? Like, even if you're sneaking around in your press, like if you're in Ukraine and you're sneaking around in Russia-held areas, and you're like, oh, no, no, I'm press, I just didn't know what was going on, like, oh, okay, you know, and generally the rules protect you from being considered as a combatant, even if they were, were giving you the hairy eyeball, you know, three, four, five ways to Friday, um, but uh, the, this guy does seem to identify a couple CIA operatives. Now, I'm and I'm just basing that off these dudes. I looked them up. I um, got some of their information. I got their. Um, they have. Uh, they're both professors. One of them at Oregon, and then one of them like all over, all over. He's a professor, but Harvard is one of the institutions. And then you go to this guy's website, and his name's Cheney Ryan. Well, I guess he was uh, friends with Howard Zinn, who's a famous leftist commie, um, you know, historian or philosopher. Uh, and, you know, as a former lefty myself, I've read, you know, the people's history of the United States. I mean, I'm familiar. Let's just put it that way. Um, and a bunch of, you know, anti protest movements and all this stuff now my theory on this is because both and then the other guy the guy at Oregon his name is Ray Hyman uh, and that's apparently both of them were teaching at University of Oregon so this guy um, who's sending this email about brain implants is saying these are the two dudes who did it to me these two professors from uh, University of Oregon and Harvard, but they were both professors at one point. And his relation, and I mean the guy who's sending these emails, J.D. Caston, I'm just going to say it. Um, his relation is that he went to college, and at one point or another, he was asked to do a research project. Um, and somehow or other, he was coaxed into, um, you know, uh, 
was, you know, being unconscious around these people. And he all of a sudden had an implant and could tell it was irritating him and sending uh, and receiving and listening and making white noise and, you know, these terrible, you know, uh, interference, like, you know, like really crazy ass shit. Um, and this is all in those emails. You kind of like explaining it to whoever passed it on to Clapper. And that's the other wrinkle is like, who passed this on to Clapper? Because obviously, so this guy thinks he's been implanted by these two guys who are probably CIA operatives and probably had some contact with them. That is the truth that he understands the situation, right? He's looked, he's looked into these guys. Maybe he had a weird interaction with them. Maybe they scarred him on a test. I don't know. Maybe he did do a, a research project and maybe they did implant him. I don't know exactly what they did. He seems to have this little CAT scan and this is part of this document like cache that he sends to somebody. And what I mean by that is all these emails were along with a handout where he had explained how this um, listening device was working and uh, who, who and how and, uh, you know, to what medical uh, ends was he going to have to get it removed from his skull and all this in a, in a handout and he hands it off to somebody who um is i guess you know and this is the part about it that just is tantalizing because it seemed like he trusted this person whoever he handed this information to uh it seemed like he had some type of relationship to him enough to just like um expel his everlasting soul about this neuroses he had um and just go into great detail and the idea of this passed off packet was to say okay well tell the other people who are involved in this brain implant thing now the only reason why somebody would be in a position to get those documents is if they had somebody actually watching him who is a plant or they intercepted the communication or it was given to a police officer maybe you know or something like that is somebody who just passed it up to national intelligence as like a you know protocol of their job it was like yeah i got this crazy ass tip it's in a bunch of shit about um james clapper having this you know spy ring that's trying to do implants in people's head even president obama former president obama I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what to say to this guy. I don't even want him in the room with me with a sharp object, you know? So I'm just going to hand off the documents to the DNI's office, the guy who's making the acquisitions about, which would be bogus if you actually thought they were actually real, you know, accusations. You're like, oh, yeah, 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 don't worry. That's like, you know, somebody says the Colombian cartels after him or something. And they go, don't worry, don't worry, just chill, chill. Let me grab you something to drink. And you go in the other room and, you know, call up Pablo. Like, yo, I got his ass sitting in the other room. You just come over here and you got him. Um, that's pretty messed up. Um, so it just, it, it leaves more um, questions than it answers anything. And I didn't even want to really um, 
I published a little write-up about it and gave my disclosures about how, you know, my doubts of, of the veracity of, of this document that I had reached out to dude and he didn't answer back to me, but I did, I, I followed all the hyperlinks, all of it kind of checks out and all, all the people, like you said, the accusations about these people being CIA operatives, you look at their resume and you tell me, um, what the hell they look like they look like they got a no-show job and and even the ray hyman guy had doesn't had any research in 20 years or something and he um the papers he's published are like the art of deception and that the, the guy everything he said about these people correlated um to what was actually available open source about him and um, the Ray Hyman guy, I don't know what his political views are, but the other guy is an out-and-out, uh, the Cheney Ryan guy. His father was a um, Hollywood actor, and he is a out-and-out leftist, like, like far, far leftist, like communist revolution kind of shit. And he's probably a CIA operative and probably was put into the pipeline through the Peace Org, or Peace uh, Corps, back in you know, the 60s, and exactly like the CIA's after woke people now, you want the people who can walk the walk and talk the talk if you're going to be studying those groups, so to speak, right, like, if, and you are going to try to turn those people towards you, um, so you get a far leftist to come in who's super woke, and, you know, you start training them up, and, but you use them against their own beliefs, basically. Um, that's what I would I would believe, you know, the, the only reason why, unless you were actually trying to foment some type of socialist revolution, why you'd have ads from the Central Intelligence Agency that are asking for people who are neo-Marxists, um, is to go after neo-Marxism, is to get them into a room and do something like this brain implant stuff. And we know that the CIA has capabilities to um, to hypnotize people, to make them forget things, to make them tell the truth through chemical-induced, uh, you know, states of tranquility, uh, like sodium pentothal is a truth agent. LSD has truth agent capabilities because it just completely lowers your, you know, your inhibition or makes you so frightened by whatever you're seeing and very suggestible. Um, so, uh, we know that this stuff is within the CIA's wheelhouse to do this, and we, and that is the other part that's tantalizing about this. As much as it seems crazy, it's actually just kind of, if you're to take it for face value, because what the guy is alleging is that this was the new-aged MKUltra. Well, we know by intelligence, like, high-level James Clapper level intelligence uh, personalities that have left the services and talked somewhat in vague terms. What they always say is they're like, yo, nothing goes away completely in these agencies. It just changes directorates. It changes names. It changes hands. But you don't give away a tool in the toolbox. So if you understand like the MK Ultra advances of like, okay, we can hypnotize the shit out of people you know, um, make them Manchurian candidate assassination or assassins, you know, 
Um, all, it's not like that tour. There's not. There's nobody in the CIA saying, "Well, that was way over the line. That that got a little out of hand there." Nobody's saying that shit in the CIA uh, because it's zero accountability, Bill. It's just cock out, flop out. It, it ain't nobody. I mean, yeah, you have some auditing from time to time, some um, oversight, rarely. But and the next part that I'm gonna be doing on this series. Uh, shows just how huge the military industrial complex is that we don't even know how many contractors we have working for our federal government at any given time. Uh, I mean, in the intelligence community. So, the last time they tried to do a head count of how many people the CIA and all these different organizations had hired as contractors, and I'll get into that when I do this episode, we don't even know. They could. It was Robert Gates, the... Um, I think he was the Secretary of Defense at that time. Couldn't even find out. They're like, yeah, we'll get back to you. And they're like, yeah, well, we don't know, man. I mean, we got a lot of fucking moving parts going on here. What kind of answer is that? These people are doing national security work. It's a, You think they would be able to collect all the receipts and, you know, come away with an accounting. But it's so goddamn big that you could have something like this, brain implants and all kinds of other crazy shit. Just the same way you had the Iran-Contra affair or um, Air America or any of these other huge scandals that have come out because there's no way any man, woman, or child or combination thereof or cross-sex, you know, weirdo status, whatever it is, nobody will ever be able to absorb that much information, that much data, that much big data, that much surveillance information um all kinds of random rat holes and and you know false flags all kinds of bullshit to wrap your head around there's just no way so like we've built a a beast that's too big to contain and my on for my money my solution i'd say pull the plug and give one organization one task uh, another organization another task and actually compartmentalized intelligence work like that and literally just get rid of 75% of the warm bodies and they can go work privately with checks on what the hell they do after they're done um, with the service that they're you know being hired to do by the federal government. But anyway, that is the narrative of the cache of documents that is the Bilderberger and James Clapper that Bilderberger was the term, and James Clapper, the DNI, Director of National Intelligence's email from, I think, 2015, basically it was like the summer of 2015 when all these emails were done, um, and that's my narrative of what I found that was corroborating it, and what was in those documents, and my analysis of it, as a guy who's really fascinated by this stuff, and, you know, uh, loves researching this kind of stuff, but for whatever reason, I'm a sadomasochist, but anyway, like, and subscribe, uh, I write, uh, write-ups for this stuff, uh, essays, or, uh, published transcripts on Substack and its Big Brother Holding Company, uh, and 
also this is available as a podcast and a video on YouTube if that's where you're checking this out. I'll try to give as much visualization um, while for anything that I'm not doing on camera just because I can do better audio without camera. Hey, hey, hey.